Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, let's start out with something that the devil and his demons hate. They hate this. They hate the Word of God. This is from Mark chapter 5. And uh, the title for today's show, if you're on Facebook or Rumble, is My Pronoun is Legion. Let's make sure that's the title of the podcast today as well. Mark chapter 5, starting in verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs. And no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he, always cry, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit, is what Jesus said. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him, Legion did, the demons, saying, send us into the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. Did you catch that little detail there? And the herd, numbering about 2,000, send us into the pigs, let us enter them. Were there 2,000 demons inside the demoniac named Legion, for we are many? right out of the demon's mouth. So I'm going to take you into an article that came out on March 29th, later on in the show, called My Pronoun is Legion, Satan and the Nashville Church Massacre. Now, anybody outside the faith that is uh, supportive in one way or or another of the whole topic of transgenderism would be highly offended by the contents of this article. And uh, some Christians here and there probably would be rather uncomfortable. Like they, they wouldn't post this article on their own social media platforms, their own profiles, because of the implications of the things uh, in, in this article. It was in the stream on March 29th by John uh, Merak. My pronoun is Legion, Satan, and the Nashville Church Massacre. I'm going to lead up to that by taking us through uh, several other stories that kind of will crescendo into that. And then I want to unpack that one to help us understand what we're dealing with here. I was in a conversation uh, yesterday over into the night a little bit uh, with somebody that I know and and, uh, care about and respect. And we were talking about the whole transgender issue and intersection intersex people that born that way. And, and uh, all the other things, which some people have said is about 1.7% of all births 
are intersex, but when you dig into that more, uh, there's a whole number of there's a whole host of different issues that can occur uh, with childbirth with uh, that are all deep birth defects. Okay, the, you the regular the norm the 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 plumb line. If you have a, a son or a daughter born, is is a son or a daughter? Okay, anything outside of that involving chromosomal disform uh, disunity or, uh, or issues, anything uh, which obviously leads to physical issues like the actual intersex. When the genitalia is, sometimes it's inside, sometimes it's outside, sometimes it's not formed correctly. Those are all birth defects. You only call them a defect because they are a departure from the norm. So when people say, no, it's not arbitrary, or it's not binary. Yes, it is. And anything outside of that is a departure from the norm. That's why it's called the defect in the first place. So conversations about that and the transgender issue all over the place. So I'm going to get to that. And there's a couple other stories in that ballpark. But before we do that, there's two stories I wanted to share. Uh, the first one here in North Carolina, which could be huge. I mean, just huge implications. Because here in North Carolina, the Republicans have... Uh, the majorities in the House and the Senate, but ultimately they do not have a uh, a veto-proof majority in one of the chambers. But it looks like that is changing. So I saw this breaking news yesterday, and then it was confirmed uh, earlier today. Here's the the headline: North Carolina lawmaker officially leaves Dems for GOP. Says turning point was the American flag. North Carolina State Rep. Trisha Cotham. Trisha Gotham on Wednesday confirmed she is leaving the Democrat Party and becoming a Republican, giving the GOP a veto-proof majority in the state legislature, the House and the Senate. A lawmaker in North Carolina announced Wednesday, that's her, so she's going down this road, uh, represents a district near Charlotte, joined state, House, and Senate Republican leaders at the North Carolina GOP headquarters for a press conference earlier today to unveil her switch. The quote-unquote modern-day Democrat Party has become unrecognizable to me, she said, and others across the state. I will not be controlled by anyone. The turning point for Cotham, she explained, was when she was criticized for using the American flag and praying hand emojis on social media and on her vehicles. How dare you? We don't have any haters here in the Democrat Party. Democrats have been, quote, blasting me on Twitter to calling me names, coming after my family, coming after my children, she continued. That is wrong. She added that a woman cursed her out at a store while she was shopping with her son. House Minority Leader Robert Reeves said Cotham should have instead resigned from her seat because she campaigned to pursue a Democrat policy agenda in a heavily Democratic district. Okay, that, that's worthy of consideration, that position, actually, if you're going to be honest. Now, just a few months later, Representative Cotham is changing parties. That is not the person that was presented to the voters of House District 112, Reeves said in a statement. Those constituents deserve to know what values were most important to their elected representative. Well, don't just take that guy's word for it, by the way. You'd have to go look and see how she campaigned. Don't just take his word for it. Never do that. However, North Carolina Republicans were quick to welcome the newest member of their caucus. Why is this so important? Because with the veto-proof majority... You could pass serious pro-life legislation. Governor Cooper, who's vehemently anti-life, pro-choice, pro-abortion, will veto it. And now, if Cotham goes along with the Republicans and the Republicans had the backbone for it, you can override the veto. You could make North Carolina an incredibly pro-life state. 
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Who can write a better jingle for a commercial? Who can write a better commercial? Who can write better copy for an advertising piece or maybe a PDF that you're going to distribute inside your company? Is it going to be your marketing sales marketing person, your, um, your communication specialist, or is it going to be your artificial intelligence like chat GBT? Uh, make sure you're paying attention. And I mean uh, generally, not just specifically to this story, but generally, because artificial intelligence is growing rapidly. The ethics surrounding it are uh, in the rearview mirror. And so our knowledge base and our ability is growing way beyond ethical conversations. And, and they're just not really, as far as I can tell, talking about the actual implications of this kind of technology and how it'll affect uh, real Americans, right? It all seems, oh, it's Terminator, it's... It's Neo, it's the Matrix, it's like, eh, not yet. <laughs> but uh, we're kind of moving in that direction. So when I saw this article, uh, I was like, whoa, okay, I need to look at this one. And, and by the way, we're going to end up today's show at the, the article that I really want to get to, which is my pronoun is Legion, Satan and the Nashville Church Massacres. But this one uh, and a couple others first. Chat GBT lists jobs. It can do better than humans. Hmm. Uh, outplacement and executive coaching firm Challenger, Gray, and Christmas. That's pretty fun. Recently asked ChatGBT's bot a series of questions, including what jobs can ChatGBT replace, meaning for humans, and in what fields the bot would be most capable of working, according to a press release provided to Fox News Digital. The bot told the outplacement firm that it would most likely replace positions that are repetitive and predictable and ones that are also seeped in language requirements. Those fields, according to the bot, include customer service representatives, translators and interpreters, technical writers, copywriters, and data entry clerks. Challenger, Gray, and Christmas crunched the number of jobs in each listed field using uh, data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics and found that at least 4.8 million American jobs could be replaced. The AI chatbot added that it could see itself entering other fields such as data science, machine learning, mathematics and statistics, computer science, robotics and automation, and business. <laughs> That's going to be a few more than 4.8 million Americans whose jobs could be replaced. An open AI spokesperson told Fox News Digital when asked about the figure on jobs that the AI system can sometimes hallucinate. Isn't that interesting? That's personification, right? They're giving human qualities to a machine. It can often sometimes hallucinate and make up information that's incorrect but sounds plausible. So that's definitely becoming more human. Just lying. The spokesperson added that OpenAI's mission is to enhance jobs with AI, not eliminate them. <laughs> okay. Uh, OpenAI's ChatGBT was launched in November of last year and broke records as the fastest growing user base with 100 million monthly active users in January after only two months. OpenAI released its latest iteration, GBT4, just last month. The bot is able to simulate human-like conversations with users based on prompts it is given. So they pump it with all kinds of information. Then you, you release it. Now it's artificial intelligence. It's going to start, quote-unquote, figuring things out. And so, like I mentioned, I, did a, I mentioned this on a show months ago. My buddy Troy Newman with Operation Rescue put up on Facebook one day uh, the lyrics to a pro-life song. Now, Troy's been on this show a number of times. He's a, he's a rancher type, kill and eat, uh, tough guy, man, martial artist, great preacher, great pro-life warrior. And so when I saw it, it was really beautiful, just beautifully written. I'm like, wow, this is really touching. I mean, this is like 
a couple of parents could have written this. And, and I was surprised that he had written it. So I texted him. I said, bro, when did you become a songwriter? This is really beautiful. I'm shocked. And he said, I didn't write it. Chat, chat GBT did. He just asked chat GBT to write a pro-life song and out it popped. So keep your eyes on this, especially if you have children and grandchildren, because this will radically change the job market in the next, I don't know, 10, 20 years. And nobody's talking about that. Glenn Beck does a good job of touching on this subject, but almost nobody else does. So that's I'm just putting that on your radar screen. We need to pay attention to those things. Okay, let's make our way towards my pronoun is legion now. California leads blue state attack an absurd West Virginia law. What kind of law is absurd in West Virginia? Banning boys from girls' sports. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm with you. Skateboarder Tyler Silverman and brand marketing expert Brian Kramer diverge on Bud Light's partnership, right? They're talking about that. Dylan Mulvaney, which gets you down this road. Dylan Mulvaney, the transgender guy who likes to dress up and act like he's a girl. Now he's the Bud Light spokesperson. <laughs> Can't make that stuff up. California is leading other blue states in their fight against a West Virginia law banning biological males from girls' sports that has made its way up to the Supreme Court. On Tuesday, California's Democratic Attorney General Rob Bonta led an amicus brief in the case, BBJ uh, versus West Virginia State Board of Ed, that calls the West Virginia law an absurd legislative effort targeting transgender school children. It's all about the transgender kids, not about all the other kids that are going to get totally cheated in this deal. Preventing transgender elementary kids from living regular lives through legislative action is absurd and dangerous, he said in a statement. No child should be denied the opportunity to have a normal childhood or play school sports because of their gender. This guy, I'm sure, would also agree that a 13-year-old girl can get a double mastectomy or a 10-year-old boy can start taking hormone blockers. Because after all, the kid decided that they're transgendered. And what 10-year-old and 13-year-old isn't mature enough to make that decision? This is so messed up and satanic. Whether it's in Florida, West Virginia, or anywhere else, my office is committed to safeguarding the rights of all of our nation's children. (laughs) Unless they're in the womb then have at it. Okay, so there's that. Then down to Florida, and we're going to end up talking about my pronoun is legion here in a minute. Florida school board member demands an answer on behalf of parents to define what a woman is. No clear-cut answer. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. uh, Now, Florida school board member asked school uh, during a school board meeting how woman is defined in a proposed sex ed curriculum, noting that parents want a clear answer to weigh whether to pull their children out of the district. Broward County Public Schools has been debating on the proposed sex education curriculum since the district reworked the curriculum due to pressure from the Florida Department of Education. School board member Brenda Pham, a District 6, uh, shared questions that BCPS parents have asked her. Some of my parents have had some questions that I actually posed and didn't get a response for. They want to know what the definition of a woman is for sexual education curriculum in Broward County. They want to know what individuals can get pregnant and what individuals can give birth. Does this sound like an episode of Twilight Zone? They want to know those definitions as well. I think this, especially with school vouchers and school choice, this is going to weigh heavy on them and whether or not they choose to leave the school system or whether they stay based on some of these responses. And they're very serious and they want answers to these questions. The superintendent responded that there is no clear-cut answer. What? There's no clear-cut answer. I guess I'm procrastinating and hesitating because there's no clear-cut answer I can give you at this point, Smiley added. So that's the superintendent of the school system. Fam pushed further by asking why the board is unable to define clearly what a man and what a woman is. Another school board member uh, responded to Fam, appearing to be irritated by Fam's line of questioning. This curriculum, the policy, the sport guide, the goal of all of us being here is to support children and to educate children. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Support them how? Educate them in what? And not to engage in a political line of questioning. Now that's a political line of questioning. That distracts from the mission. I just think it's very important that we stick to the purpose of, again, the curriculum, the policy, the support guide, which is to support children and not to get distracted by other agendas. Ha! This is another agenda. Turning children into lab rats, confusing them, leading them down the road to perdition, to have themselves harmed in the name of their own confusion or perhaps gender dysphoria, which is a treatable problem, but not with a scalpel and hormone blockers. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. All right, here we go. Some options for you if you're uh, <clears throat> filling out a new form and it, it asks you, you know, uh, what sex you are, what gender you are, two different things. Sex you're born with, male or female. There are some abnormalities there, intersex, stuff like that. Those are all abnormal, abnormalities, uh, birth defects, to be frank. But the norm is male or female. Okay, so that's sex. Then there's gender. Sex you're born with, gender you identify with. Like, who are you in this continuum of boys and girls? And, and what does that even mean? That, that's where we got into this salad of terms and, and just this messed up. You define your own reality. This is just ultimately idolatry. This is a self, idolatry of self. You're God. You determine the terms. You make up the names. You're Adam in the garden naming all the animals. But in this case, you're naming all the variations of yourself. And because you want to be worshipped and accepted and valued, you come up with these names. That, that way you can judge the people that are either for you or against you as to whether they recognize your taken name or not. Okay. Does that make sense? You following me there? It's all spiritual. Just remember that. So here you go. Here's a list. Agender, androgen, androgynous, bigender, cis, cisgender, cis female, cis male, cis man, cis woman, cisgender female, cisgender male, cisgender man, cisgender woman, female to male, FTM, female to male, gender fluid, gender nonconforming, gender questioning, gender variant, gender queer, intersex, male to female, MTF, neither, neutral, non-binary, other, pangender, trans, trans female, trans male, uh, trans person, trans woman, trans feminine, transgender, transgender female, transgender male, trans masculine, transsexual, then transsexual, male, female, to spirit. There's that. But if you just go to the smaller list, there's 14 here, okay? Facebook's preset gender options, 14. And then you can fill out and pull up these other ones. But agender, androgynous, bigender, cisgender, cis woman, cis man, non-binary, gender fluid, gender questioning, transgender, trans woman, trans man, transgender person, two-spirit, and then custom, a freeform field to enter your own gender. What's going on here? What is all this? I think, and again, this was in a conversation back and forth I was having with somebody that I know and love last night and a little bit this morning on the whole transgender issue. You're talking about intersex and sex, male and female versus a gender identity, gender fluidity. And it, and it dawned on me that I think what's happening here to use logic in an understanding of the human condition <clears throat> is that now you, we probably all understand this, like a tomboy, a tom girl, a girl that acts a little more masculine, a boy that acts a little more feminine. And, and we have in our culture, and we've done this in the church as well, uh, we, we've made that kind of, bi- what's a normal boy do? What does a normal girl do? 
And if you're outside of that, then people start going, oh, that's a little abnormal. Okay? That, that's, that's denying the fact that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you can have David on the one hand who's uh, uh, watching the sheep and playing his harp by the river versus David who's uh, forcefully taking Bathsheba, David who sets up her husband, David who abdicates the throne and Absalom and, and all the other mess in David's life. Sometimes he's really masculine. Sometimes he's a total wimp. Right? And then some girls are not all that girly. And some boys are not all that boyish. They like music. They like art. They're in theater. They're not into sports. They, uh, they, they, they're closer to their mom than their dad. And when you start hearing that stuff, you go, oh, well, well maybe they're gay. Maybe they aren't. <laughs> okay? I've seen this with uh, our own sons. Our, our two sons, Hayden at 27, Clay at 22, are very, very different. Hayden, very artistic, very musical, kind of uh, gentle uh, person. And he's uh, like my height, about 6'1", and, and thin. Clay is 6'5 and 220. He's been throwing balls around since he was two. He, he roughhouse, balls, sports, basketball, hockey, watch the NFL, watch the NHL, go fishing, all this boy stuff. And, and Hayden's never been like that. They're both decidedly male. You get my point? And so you have this continuum of how some uh, men – don't act like other men. Now you throw the spiritual in here and you throw in the pride. And now because I don't fit those norms and people tease me or make fun of me or, uh, uh, or, or label me. And plus you get the whole culture going down the social contagion road. Now in your pride, you're like, well, I don't fit either one of those. I'm not a blue boy or a pink girl. I'm something in between. I'm one of these 14 or one of these 56. And you know what? You're going to recognize who I am. I'll tell you who I am. And then essentially, on the spiritual realm, you, you, you need to worship me. You need to agree with me. You need to bow down with me. You need to think I'm, you need to respect me. You need to call me what I tell you to call me. Hear all that worship stuff in there? Okay. So let me go to this article. My pronoun is Legion, Satan and the Nashville Church Massacre. This was in the stream back on March 29th, just a few days ago. In a powerful forthcoming commentary, Mark Judge refers to womanhood as God's masterpiece. There are countless ways in which this is true. We can most fruitfully consider them by thinking first about the Blessed Virgin, Jesus' mother, and then about our own mothers, sisters, daughters, and wives. Consider their courage, self-sacrifice, wisdom, and compassion, the crosses they bear, and blessings they bring. But I know Satan's masterpiece. That is, the thing he made to ape, attack, and pervert God's creation, which he hates. As an arrogant, lofty spirit, he loathes our bodies. As a sexless, loveless, rationalist, he's revolted by reproduction. As, as a metaphysical terrorist, he's addicted to rebellion. So the enemy who strives to destroy us as proxies for God he cannot harm uh, fixes his steely gaze on our soft and vulnerable parts, our hearts and loins and wounds. This is from the article, My Pronoun is Legion, Satan and the Nashville Church Massacre. I'll put the link up here in a minute on Facebook Live and uh, Rumble. I mostly don't mean uh, that the enemy tempts us to sins of the flesh. That's true, and it's quite serious. But as C.S. Lewis observed in the Screwtape Letters, the accuser isn't satisfied just trying to damn people by luring them to have sex too soon or too randomly. That's rookie stuff for him, too easily repented. 
No, the goal instead is to comprehensively pervert, twist, and turn against God himself, the very structure of his creation. Uh, pause. That's why I say often on this show and in my classes at Noble U, that's why I say often Satan loves to play in the garden. Back to the article. To turn us not just into disobedient children, but little demons ourselves, consumed as Satan is with loathing, revulsion, and rebellion, aimed at God's exquisite handiwork. Remember, people outside of the faith are a child of the devil, okay? Puppets in many ways. We, seek a strong, we see a strong streak of that in the works of Marquis de Sade, the first pro-choice philosopher in history, and the father of the sexual revolution. His arguments were picked up by Jean-Paul Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir, maintained in the second wave feminism and repeated cluelessly by the likes of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. De Sade didn't favor mere sexual indulgence, but aggressive, violent perversion, indulged and complete with blasphemy, incest, kidnapping, torture, and murder. It isn't straightforward lust that drives a man to imagine priests defiling the Eucharist in the course of raping uh, nuns. That takes a spirit not of this earth, which hates the place and everyone in it. Sade was not insane. He was possessed. And he died in squalid obscurity. The spirit in him moved on. It made sure that uh, Sade's tedious, sickening words began to fascinate intellectuals who quoted it and reprinted it, making it somehow respectable. That spirit planted the seeds in subsequent centuries for the worldview we now see in bloom. It's flowers of evil bobbing outside our classrooms and our libraries. Okay? Remember, powers and principalities. I think that goes down to different realms of reality in life on this planet. Government, education, entertainment, relationships, church, whatever. I think it's regional. It can be local. Demonic powers and authorities. Okay? Bad parents bring us your kids to groom is the next section. We saw it outside what we saw we saw it outside what used to be my favorite late night spot in Dallas, Buzz Brews restaurant in Lakewood some months ago. Under new ownership, the place started hosting all ages drag queen brunches. That means in plain English, bad parents come bring your kids to be groomed by men dressed as strippers and prostitutes. Such fun for all. When Christians announced a plan to pray and sing outside the organizers of the drag event, Antifa to sh- asked Antifa to show up in masks, wielding AR-15s to terrorize the Christians. The message was clear. These activists hate us because they hate creation and God, whom they hate because they're possessed. Demonic activity, okay? Love the victims, fight their exploiters, is the next section. All right, this is, this is, you start posting this out there, you share this with people outside the faith and even some people inside the faith, they're not going to like this at all because people's identity is wrapped up in this. It's as offensive. You, you talking about this stuff with people outside the faith and, and people that don't understand these truths, the spiritual truths are spiritually discerned as we read in the, in the word. And, and it's like telling a black person they're wrong for being black when they had absolutely no choice in that whatsoever. And that's the same thing that many homosexuals, that's the position they would take. You're calling me out because I was made this way. And some of them will say, God made me this way. Transgender, exact same thing. It's their identity. So when you speak against it in any way, as as kind and as compassionate as you can be, it's deeply offensive to them and deeply satanic. And this isn't a popular message out there in the culture. We'll pick it up there when we come back.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. My pronoun is Legion, Satan and the Nashville Church Massacre out of the stream a couple days ago. Very, I mean, if you put this out there on social media, just be warned. There's a lot of people that would be deeply offended by this article. So we're going through the different portions uh, to make us little Satan, Satan playing in the garden. Bad parents, bring us uh, your kids to groom. Love the victims, fight their exploiters. I absolutely don't mean to condemn the typical victims of transgender madness, which is uh, in a mental illness morphed by ideology into a Gnostic grudge against God. The stream has featured detailed, sympathetic stories of detransitioners, like my friend Walt Heyer, of people whose emotional problems were misdiagnosed and mistreated by deluded or greedy doctors. To those people, we owe only mercy, kindness, and welcome. As the Gettys put it in their exquisite song, O Church, Arise, with shield of faith and belt of truth, we'll stand against the devil's lies. An army bold whose battle cries love, reaching out to those in darkness. Our call to war to love the captive soul, but to rage against the captor. Who's the captor? Glass? Satan, right. And with the sword that makes the wounded whole, we will fight with faith and valor. But the high priests of this new cult of Sibel, the Mediterranean goddess who demanded self-castration, are servants of our enemy. And that's how they see us. Remember that if you've ever stood across the street from an abortion clinic and prayed, they see you like you're a demon. You're absolutely the epitome of evil. What are those who call good evil and evil good? Okay, this is flipped inside out. This is the screw tape letters perspective. And that's how they see us. No wonder that we've endured the first act of violence aimed at Christians by transgenderists in the monstrous Nashville school shooting, unleashed just days after Tennessee passed a law protecting children from transgender grooming. That's no coincidence, said we'd, as we'd probably know for sure if the authorities ever released the testosterone juice transgender mass killers manifesto. So we'll see if that comes out. The next section, a mostly peaceful trans day of vengeance. It won't be the last attack. They promised that. What else do you think it means when we're awaiting the trans day of, of vengeance, which was last week? It was actually March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd. And they were doing that in D.C., including firearms training. I'm not making this up. Go look it up yourself. Trans Day of Vengeance. Not the B reported on an eruption of calls by trans activists for more violence against Christians. The courageous Terry Schelling called things out as they are. So Terry Schelling's tweet is responding to another one. Chasen Buttigieg. Does the name ring a bell? Chasen or Chasten. I don't know how he pronounces Buttigieg. This is uh, Pete Buttigieg's quote unquote husband. Who, who his tweet said this, my heart breaks for every parent and teacher who is watching what is happening in Nashville today. When will it end? When will it be enough? Hugs, hug your little ones close today. They deserve so much better than this. To which Terry Schilling replied, you told a million mentally ill people with suicidal tendencies that think they were born in the wrong body and received cross-sex foreign hormones that Christians were going to genocide them nonstop for three weeks. What did you think would happen? Because that's what some of the transgender activists were saying. They said that in the trans day, in the advertisement for the trans day of vengeance was that there's an active genocide of transgender people going on right now. That's news to me, but that's the way they read it. Here's the next section. So splendidly satanic. What makes transgenderism so splendidly satanic, so much more baroquely evil than homosexuality, abortion, or any of Desaad's other private hobbies? The answer isn't simple. Instead, it has many layers of skin like some infernal onion or fast-shedding snake. First, this ideology pleases the enemy because it targets children. 
bullied boys, autistic girls, the victims of molestation. These and others like them get herded by their teachers onto the castration conveyor belt, the fast track to steroid poisoning. The innocence, vulnerability, and helplessness of children has always attracted the most evil among us, such as the shooter in Tennessee, whose real name and fake pronouns I won't even mention. Let her memory be accursed. Pretty strong, I told you. Second, the trans agenda weaponizes and perverts our sympathy for victims, which finds its highest expression in our tears for the suffering Christ. The main power move of the demon-driven left in our time is victimism. The manufacture of fake victims to be used as stalking horses and puppets in a quest for ever more power. We rightly feel terrible for anyone tormented by confusion over the most basic human reality imaginable, our nature as persons of either one sex or the other. As Al Parada noted, quote, something called the Trans Resistance Network released a statement that basically turns the mass murderer into a victim, unquote. That's why they were holding up seven fingers. There were seven victims that day. A power grab backed by threats of violence. Here at the end of the article. The article again, my pronoun is Legion, Satan and the Nashville Church Massacre. Finally, the transgender cult aims at staggering power and quickly reveals its nature as a pretext for mass bullying and abuse. Allegedly, in order to prevent an unproven wave of suicides induced by transphobia, we must meet each one of the following list of demands, which grows by the news cycle. Number one, deny the importance and reality of biological sex. Women become people who menstruate, front hole people. Roll that around in your head as you think about your mom. I told you, this is a very strongly worded article, but this is a strong demonic situation, okay? That's why I'm sharing it thought-provoking. I'm not endorsing every single line in here. Allow mentally ill or depravedly opportunistic boys to take over women's sports. Yep. Destroy women's privacy in restrooms and locker rooms. Subject women prisoners to male rapists wearing wigs. Yep, that's happening. Force the entire population to speak differently, revising a basic part of speech. The pronoun. Check. Fully fund the mutilation of children's bodies through government programs. That's what our president wants to do. Then offer the same to soldiers, even prisoners. Check. Shame as transphobic, haters, normal heterosexual people who won't pursue romances with crude surgical uh, simulcra who ape the opposite sex. Because now you have the movement there that if you're a man and you won't date a trans woman who's a guy dressed as a woman, then you're just a terrible person. Transphobe, hateful person. You just victimize over and over again every time you say no to that date. Uh, Cancel and censor authors, speakers, thinkers who dissent from all this satanic madness. Deprive parents of custody if they won't enable this butchery to be practiced on their kids. That's the father down in Texas. Transgenderism's high priests are thuggishly trying to dominate us all as part of a lunatic scheme to deconstruct nature and obliterate humanity as God saw fit to make it. If there's any worldview more openly diabolical out in the world today, I don't want to know about it. I'm middling at prayer and terrible at fasting which is a reference to how do you deal with these uh, demons? Just like when the disciples couldn't deal with a a demon and they're like, well, you know, we tried everything that's worked before. And he's like, "Eh, no, this one comes out only by prayer and fasting. You can't just say demon be gone. So back to this topic in terms of engaging people around you, people on social media, people, you know, friends, like I was last night and this morning. Uh, If you're talking to an unbeliever, then this stuff is going to be enraging to them, offensive to them, and, and they can't understand it. 
if, if, if God were to peel our eyes back for a minute, like with Elisha's servant, to see the demonic activity in all of this particular subject, I don't think any of us could sleep for a year because it would be so dark and demonic as the demons just salivating over double mastectomies for 13-year-old girls uh, encouraged by their parents and a growing percentage of the population. They just, can you, they love that. Right in the garden, deconstructing everything that God created and said is good. But the unbeliever, the person outside the faith, can't understand that. And it's offensive to them. So I'm not going to argue with that person via the realities of, of the spiritual battle that's going on. It's, it's, you're throwing your pearls to swine with that. You can argue science. You can argue logic. But ultimately, just like, hey, there's, there's boys out there that express themselves differently. Some boys are, quote, unquote, more feminine. Some boys are more like, oh, that guy's just like a, a Neanderthal, right? Uh, play football. Give me a bat. I'm going to go beat something up. And then there's other guys that I want uh, Suzuki violin. I want to, uh, I want to, I'm going to be a video game artist. I, I want to, uh, teach, uh, clarinet to fourth graders. And you go, oh, well, what kind of guy does that? There's, there's different kind of guys. There's a spectrum there. There's different kind of girls. There's a spectrum there. But in this self idolizing age, which is nothing new under the sun, you want, Ad, you want admiration, you want respect, you want people to agree with your identity. You want to be worshipped, essentially. And that's also spiritual. So while I'm talking to that person, they don't understand it. I do, so I know what I'm dealing with, which helps me to have a softer heart towards that issue. And I'm not going to drop all these spiritual atom bombs into a conversation with somebody that is unspiritual, that doesn't understand. Unless I think I'm messing with the devil or a demon directly at that point, then quote scripture. But other than that, I'm just, that's why I'm, I'm going to have this conversation again, the conversation with the person I mentioned, talk about, hey, we've got a continuum and not all guys, they're all guys, but they don't have to act the same. So there's not some arbitrary, this is what an actual a biblical man looks like. He plays football, works out five days a week, eats a lot of beef and beef jerky. And uh, you know what I, you know what I mean? So there's a continuum. But you throw the demonic activity in there and everybody wants to be worshipped. If you're unwilling to worship your creator, you're going to worship something. You're going to serve somebody. Thank you, Bob Dylan. And, and what's easier and more gratifying than serving yourself, worshiping yourself and getting other people to worship you as well. That's what's going on there. And like certain demons, I think we need a whole lot more prayer and fasting to deal with this subject rather than just tweets and Facebook posts and uh, t-shirts or whatever. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. I hope this was beneficial for you today to listen and think and think Christianly, which is what we're called to do. God willing, I'll talk to you guys again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.